This chapter of my life rode on a high note of euphoria as I dived headfirst into the heart of Columbia University's pulsing academic spirit, a forum molded from intelligence, passion, and diversity. The initiation into this cosmos wasn't just a plunge into the proverbial intellectual deep end, but a welcome rush, a thrill that was equal parts terrifying and exhilarating. The campus seemed a colossal universe unto itself, replete with seasoned philosophers, aspiring artists, budding scientists, and driven entrepreneurs. I remember the air was thick with ambition, piquing my thirst for knowledge and curiosity. In this swirling whirlpool of intellect and fervor, my interest in philosophy began to burgeon, from intriguing dialogue and class discussions, riveting debates that were worthy of Socratic circles, probing the minds of profound thinkers, and attempting to unearth intrinsic truths. Fueled by this rising tide of enthrallment and the surging desire to ruminate over the world's deepest questions, an idea sparked within me, a philosophy club. It's not as though I woke up one morning with the thought vividly etched in my mind. It was a slow-burning fire that caught strength with every philosophic notion I encountered, every debate I had, every contemplative night I spent pondering over the wisdom of great minds. Honestly, in hindsight, I think the idea was always there. I was just waiting to breathe life into it. Envisaging this club, my mind buzzed with the thought of it being a rendezvous for inquiring minds, a sacred space opening up dialogue about life's enigmas, and of course, an arena to delve deeper into philosophical theories. So, there it was, the inception of an intellectual sanctuary, where curious souls congregated, kindling the kind of exchange that pushed boundaries of thought and belief. I remember pacing my room back and forth, conjuring up all the possibilities, configuring the framework, articulating the purpose, all whilst feeling an overwhelming surge of jittery excitement tingling in my veins. Somehow this brainchild wasn't just a passion project or an offshoot from my curriculum. No, it was much more. It was an extension of the depths within me, a platform where I could manifest my passion for philosophy unabashedly to like-minded enthusiasts. It was surprisingly cathartic, almost therapeutic, channeling this burning passion and channeling it into something tangible. The afterglow of initiating such a significant project was nothing short of radiant. It was a brilliant flare illuminating my existence at Columbia. And just like that, I found myself a part of an inspiring discourse of thinkers, pooling ideas, dissecting ideologies, scrutinizing theories, all under the roof of our very own philosophy club. It became a tangible testament of my drive to engage, to learn, and to leave an indelible footprint within the intellectual terrain of Columbia University. This endeavor was my first stride towards becoming the Olivia Morse I am today. Curious, open, and ever ready to plunge into intellectual explorations without the faintest hesitation. Now, in the midst of all this philosophical fervor, nestled an unexpected encounter which would end up playing a pivotal role in my life. That is the quirkiness of life. You can never predict the moments that end up shaping your destiny. It was during one of the usual get-togethers brimming with lively debates, cupped drinks, and enlightening discussions when my path crossed with Carlos, a charismatic individual with a contagious entrepreneurial spirit. Carlos was a frequent attendee of our social gatherings, and was infamous for his electrifying enthusiasm and the magnetism of his narratives about his tech exploits. And let me tell you, regardless of being in the hub of technology and entrepreneurship, 
his ideas were like an intriguing fresh breeze. An air of anticipation hung around, as he uninhibitedly shared tales of technological escapades, dabbled with the nuances of the AI sphere, or geeked out over the latest electronic gadget in the market. His sparkle was radiant enough to highlight him in a room filled with the brilliance of aspiring Columbia students. A future tech patron in the making, indeed. There was a magnetic pull to him, to the potency of his vision, the liveliness of his personality, and the resonance of his ambition. It was a pull potent enough to draw me into a myriad of welcoming conversations laced with his infectious energy. His stories weren't just captivating, they were enthralling invitations into the world technology, a world I was just starting to dip my toes into. You see, I've always been intrigued by technology, how it's constantly evolving, revolutionizing our lives on a day-to-day -day basis. But Carlos, he wasn't just intrigued. He was entwined. Tales spun from his charismatic demeanor, made the inanimate world of machines, algorithms, code, and circuits appear animated, teeming with potential and limitless in scope. Spatial recognitions, pixel imaging, neural networking, these weren't just icy cold terms, but a fascinating latticework of endless possibilities. As will happen when a philosophical mind met an entrepreneurial spirit, our conversations, a blend of logic and abstract, would oscillate between philosophical debates and innovative pursuits. Carlos and I started frequenting coffee shops, library corners, and park benches, spaces where earnest conversations could stretch for hours without restraint. We were like two gravitational forces in constant orbit, looping in endless circles of enlightening conversations and shared aspirations. These rendezvous, alluring in their nature, paved the path to a significant friendship, a friendship that opened doors for enduring bonds, expansive learning, and as it would later turn out, my first major career opportunity in the tech sphere of photography. With Carlos and my philosophical companions navigating the intellectual waters of Colombia's vibrant world, another force subtly stepped into the edges of my life. At first glance, John and I would seem almost the antithesis of each other. Me, a passionate philosophy major grounded in the questions of existence, juxtaposed with him, a computer science enthusiast, quite literally tinkering with the future. But as they say, opposites do attract. And oddly enough, his world of binary code somehow made perfect sense to my philosophical mind. Our paths had crisscrossed numerous times, each fleeting encounter supplying a glimpse into a realm that seemed to function solely on logic, yet was underpinned by creativity and innovation. The orbit of my life found a new celestial body, as I started dating John in my second year. The corridors of the university, imbued with the humdrum of lectures and the buzz of bright minds, became the backdrop of our romance. Days morphed into a whirl of engaging discussions and shared dinners, punctuated by stolen moments between lectures and grueling study sessions. And as I dove deeper into my philosophical pursuits, grappling with old masters and their profound thoughts, John was a constant beacon illuminating an entirely different discourse. The weighty issues of existentialism and metaphysical questions seemed less daunting as John lent new perspectives to my kaleidoscope of thoughts. His love for computer algorithms, his view of AI systems as not just tools, but as an extension of our own consciousness, he made me see technology in a whole new light. When I marveled at the mysteries of the universe at large, he delved into the fascinating world of virtual reality. And when he teased me about my love for paperback books and reckless disdain for e-readers, 
I'd retort, defending the nostalgia and warmth of physical pages and their intoxicating scent. Our shared ideas, contrasting outlooks, playful banter, and mutual respect lended strength to our growing bond. From late-night conversations under the twinkling college skyline to romantic getaways to Manhattan's multitude of art exhibitions, our relationship swelled with laughter, depth, and affection, making our life at Columbia a beautiful state of existence, an ocean of ideas, and a dance of contrasting worlds. Despite the divergence in our chosen fields, our intellectual curiosity harmonized us. John was not just a companion but an ally, a confidant, and an unexpected mentor who challenged me to look beyond what I already knew. As our relationship blossomed, it was not just the bloom of love, but a colorful tapestry of shared wisdom, divergent philosophies, and intertwined intellectual journey. His fascinating world of technology, with all its complexity and forward thinking, seemed to blend effortlessly with my realm of philosophy, creating a coalescence as beautiful and interesting as the subjects we explored. Indeed, diametrically opposite yet beautifully aligned, we were a tampered chaos in the sea of orderly academic life, setting out on a love story as intriguing as the amalgamation of philosophy and computer science. This juncture would shift in the academic moons, enter Valentine's Day. In the hustle of the campus, John and I chose to take a quiet detour. Veering away from textbooks and lecture halls, we opted to spend the day in the heart of Manhattan, amid art exhibitions and the beauty of creation. This was an element of us that we found shared an unspoken harmony, our mutual love for art and creativity. And so, we walked hand in hand, traversing the city blocks to visit galleries housing brilliant pieces of aesthetic prowess from artists of different epochs. We admired the colors, the skill, the emotions captured within the frames, a silent testimony of humankind's ceaseless pursuit of expression. John's eyes sparkled as he walked me through the technicalities of virtual reality and art, his words floating in the air, weaving a fascinating and unfamiliar world. In turn, I found myself explaining the philosophical underpinnings of the art pieces we beheld, linking the vast thoughts of philosophers to the creativity on canvas, speaking as though the ideas themselves were as tangible as the art pieces they inspired. I could see threads of intrigue reflected in John's eyes. We turned one corner, then another, each bringing forth a new wave of inspiration, the galleries stunning us with their brilliance, their tangible representations of human experience. Ever the photographer, I couldn't resist capturing these raw reflections of life, our journey through the art, pieces that stirred our emotions, even candid shots of John lost in the profundity of the visual display. With each click of my treasured camera, a new memory etched into our fabric of life. That day, we weren't just spectators in the ornate galleries. We were philosophers. We were students. We were artists. We were explorers of a shared journey. In the midst of the tranquil silence that the galleries offered, surrounded by timeless artistry, we realized that we were more than just romantic partners. We were also intellectual companions, bridging the gap between our respective fields through shared enthusiasm for the fascinating junction of art, philosophy, and technology. It was Valentine's Day, but the roses and chocolate stayed away. The city was our canvas, and we painted beautiful memories, one gallery at a time. And I remember going to bed that night with a heart seeped in joy and a mind enriched with new perspectives. That was a Valentine's Day like none other I'd spent before, filled with deep connection, intellectual stimulation, cultural exploration, 
and the beautiful artistry of New York. This was not just a day of love in the romantic sense, but a celebration of the love for knowledge, creativity, innovation, and shared companionship. The laughter, memories, and wisdom we collected from those galleries remained etched into our bond, a mosaic of shared thoughts painted into our intertwined journey at Columbia. In all the rigmarole of university life, it's easy to overlook the individuals who walk alongside us and shape our experiences. Yet sometimes, fortune introduces us to those very gems even in the most unassuming of circumstances. One such gem was Lucas. Lucas was a freshman just like me, a bright and talented artist who was also a close friend of Emily and Carlos. We met at a casual campus event, two artsy souls in an ocean of academia, instantly bonding over our shared passion for art and photography. Lucas possessed a devil-may-care energy that was truly infectious. His eyes would shine like two bright orbs, black with pure excitement every time he held a conversation around photography or art. He showed me how integral photography could be in capturing life's ephemeral moments while I poured out my philosophy thoughts, pointing out the deep messages concealed within each frame. We understood each other without the need for lengthy explanations or profound words, our spirits connecting in a harmony seldom found. Together, we wandered into art galleries on weekends, discussed various photography themes, and even collaborated on a few photography projects for college. I remember this one time we decided to shoot a sequence around the theme, Chaos and Symphony. We weaved through the city, capturing moments of discord meeting harmony, a street performer swaying to his rhythmic beats amongst the hustle of people rushing to work, the sun setting in serene colors over the city's frenzied skyline. Our subject choices often reflected our individual interests. His inclination towards artistic candid shots complemented my love for capturing raw emotions. While I enlightened Lucas about the philosophical perspectives behind our theme, he taught me about angles, perspective, lighting, and the technical aspects of photography. He was in love with the fact that a single click could freeze time, preserving emotions, expressions, and memories forever. His energy ran wild and free, spreading like wildfire, kindling a heightened sense of awareness in me. Lucas was like the missing jigsaw piece in my college life, filling the gap between my love for art and my knack for philosophy. Our rendezvous were marked by stimulating discussions, nostalgic reminiscence, bursts of laughter, and more than anything, shared creation. He was not just an artist pal, but became an essential friend in my life, painting vibrant hues onto the canvas of my university memoirs with his camaraderie and his refreshing appreciation for the arts. To this day, I look back at those shared moments as some of the most enriching times of my life at Columbia. God, New Year's Eve in New York. You know, it's one of those staple moments like you see in the movies. That night was symbolic in so many ways. We'd made it through another year of university, marking our place in this cosmopolitan jungle we called home. It's strange how time seems to blur into insignificance until you have a reason to stop and really take it all in, right? John, Carlos, Emily, Lucas, and I decided to go low-key that night. There were no fancy parties or expensive tickets. We took to a local dive bar where the beer was cheap and the atmosphere, vibrant. The see-through glasses, filled with bubbling champagne, clinked together in a familiar symphony, marking the end of the year and bursting with the promises of the next year. We were there. Five souls huddled around a small table, 
stealing secret smiles under the dim lights. As the old clock on the bar hit midnight, we all crammed outside, joining the throngs of people on the street to watch the fireworks pierce the crystalline night sky. The city seemed to hold its collective breath as the first firecracker exploded into a cascade of golden sparks. The energy was palpable, coursing through our veins, setting our hearts alight with pure anticipation. We each made silent resolutions, wishes whispered to the freezing night air, our voices hushed against the background noise of the fireworks, sharing that feeling of expectancy, the thrill of an unknown future waiting just for us to take a bite. We felt invincible. It was like we were standing at the precipice of a grand adventure, every heartbeat scripted with the promise of the stories yet to unfold. Caught in the euphoria of the moment, I remember turning to John and capturing his gaze with mine. The rich symphony of fireworks reflected in his eyes, making the blue irises shimmer with excitement. I fell a little more in love with him right then, his vulnerability peeking from behind his playful charisma in that magical moment. Then, of course, there was a kiss, a shared secret between the clanging cheers of Happy New Year. It wasn't theatrical or overly dramatic, it was just us, pure and endearingly real. Carlos, Emily, Lucas, and I, we all stood watching the spectacular display, enveloped in our shared sense of contentment. Somehow, among the chaos and celebration, among the cheers and the counting down, we knew we were exactly where we were meant to be. As the smoke cleared and the first echoes of the new year settled, we found ourselves leaning onto each other, cloaked in the certainty of unbroken friendship. I knew then I was living a moment that would forever be etched in my memory, a recollection I would return to, time and again, in the years to come. After all, it's these tiny fragments of time, these pebbles of shared experiences, that lay the foundation to lifelong bonds, don't they? After the New Year's celebration, John and I were sailing safely into our one-year milestone. I remember, it felt as if we had been together for an eternity, yet everything still felt excitingly new. Celebrating our one-year anniversary, we decided to dig into an intimate Italian restaurant tucked away in a string-lit alley, away from the city's incessant hum. Over tiramisu and spumante, we forged a kind of closeness in that melancholic Italian melody playing in the background our laughter and whispers intertwining with the rich aroma of marinara and freshly baked bread. We dusted off memories from our first meeting at a college event and silly stories from our first few accidental hangouts. I will always remember that glint in his eyes when he talked about his dreams and the intense sincerity in his voice when he listened to mine. Yet amidst the delicious food and warm banter, I remember feeling an unsettling stillness creep over me. I couldn't quite place it then, but in retrospect, it was probably the moment I started questioning the longevity of our relationship. We had crossed that threshold where the line between the exhilaration of new love and the comfort of a lasting relationship begins to blur. When predictability sets in, it's often just a matter of time before one begins to wonder where the road leads. Perhaps it was the whispers of future plans that seemed to move in different directions, or a creeping sense that we saw different things in the same situations. I didn't know then, but at some point during that year, our paths had started to diverge. We were still on the same road, but maybe, just maybe, we were destined for different destinations. By summer, I had made one of the most challenging decisions of my life. I decided to end my relationship with John. They always say that sometimes, 
two people have to fall apart to realize how much they need to fall back together. But in our case, we just fell apart. We realized that our futures were calling us towards different avenues, and it was better to part ways gracefully than wait for the inevitable to happen. The fallout was painful but necessary. A growing step in my journey. Priorities over passions, plans over people. Welcome to adulthood, Olivia.